and then he closes the door and he threatens me um telling me to enjoy the house while I still can and saying things like you know there's nothing I can do to stop him from coming to the house there's nothing I can do from stopping him from mowing my lawn mowing the lawn there's nothing I can stop him from from parking across the street and and being around the house this is the final episode of Jennifer's American divorce story to this day her story is still playing out in court so we will use this final episode to go over where things stand for her and her two small boys because of her husband's threats and past physical abuse Jennifer gets a restraining order but that restraining order is a temporary one and she needs to apply for a permanent one in order to keep her husband from potentially harming her again. So I know I got the temporary one, but when I went to trial for the full one, um, those were the examples I gave them, right? To show that he's crazy, right? The same threats he told me, I told the judge, I told them that I was in my, my affidavit and he, he admitted to it. You know, the last time he hit me was in 2021. You know, we're in now 2023 now, January. So it was like, you know, the things that I, I had said wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to get a full restraining order because in New Jersey, the restraining order is for life. We're in January 2023. And the restraining order doesn't go through. The judge said pretty much it wasn't enough. I needed bruises. Yeah, like I needed bruises. I needed bruises. I found out from another lawyer uh, that it's in New Jersey because it's forever. There needs to be bruises. There needs to be like hard evidence. With Jennifer unable to protect herself with a permanent restraining order, she is, again, back to living in constant fear. She can never know when her husband might show up and when he might snap again. This is the end of January, February. So soon as the restraining order is lifted, he's in front of my house, parked up. He knows that me and the boys have, to, I have to take them out to the bus. He's out there waiting. He drove 20 minutes just to sit in front of the house to watch me and the boys for five minutes. Then would come in the afternoon, watch me and the boys for me and, and my younger one for another five minutes. And it is now February 2023 and Jennifer is still not getting a dime from her husband. I'm, I'm literally begging people and I'm literally my credit. It's literally like just all these things. It's piling up like this is like I'm to a breaking point, you know, like it's a breaking point for me. And then um, my lawyer puts in the paperwork finally in February for for the support. So we put in the paperwork. So listen, when I get over, when I get the house, I get his tablet and I get all of his emails. I get his emails from a certain time frame. So I get the emails and I see that he's been spending money. So I use this as evidence for him to be paying child support, right? Because he's saying that he can't afford it now. Right? The paperwork for child support, he responded saying that he can't afford it. He has to pay for a hotel. He has to pay for this. He has to pay for that. Like he can't afford. He can't afford 
paying for the house and he can't afford paying for the bills. He can't afford nothing pretty much now. All of a sudden he can't afford nothing, right? He's busy paying for his hotel room now. So then um, I get all this evidence to show that he's going on cruises. He went to Toronto. He spent over $1,200 just on airfare. You know, um, he's he he when he went on the cruise, he spent $400 just going to the airport. He took a limo to um, to Newark Airport from from where we are, South Jersey, which is like about an hour or so away. He's like he's like spending wildly. You know, he converted our pool into a saltwater pool. Like he's spending all this money. He spent like over ten thousand dollars, right? I have all this proof, and I'm showing the courts this too, right? And like I'm firing back with like, yeah, you can't afford anything, but how do you have all this money, right? So now I'm in front of the same judge. So this judge now is judge, is the head of Burlington County. He's the head of the county family court system. And he is the biggest prick. I like, this is the best thing I can. He, he, before the hearing, he has a judgment and his, his, his tentative judgment is to award me nothing. No child support, no alimony, nothing. He wants to give me absolutely nothing. And I'm just in shock. Like, I just, I don't know what to do. So I go into the hearing knowing that I'm going to get nothing, right? Like, this is, but we have to convince him that I deserve something. But he knows that he hasn't paid me any child support since November 2021. He knows that I've been homeless. And he knows that he hasn't even been listening to the court order. The judge knows all of this. I, we gave him all this paperwork. He also knows that this whole time that he hasn't been paying child support, he's been spending his money wildly. Also knows that he has a gambling problem because he, he and he does have a gambling problem. I have proof he has a, he has a gambling problem. Show this all to the judge. Still, the judge doesn't want to give me nothing. So we go into the hearing, and just to sum up the things, when we when you know my lawyers they're fighting for stuff, the judge is saying to him. When my lawyer tells him, well, you know, he spent all this money doing all these things, the, the judge said, well, it was a gift. How do we know that this is not a gift? The judge is actually fighting my ex's case for him. This is supposed to be a person who doesn't say anything. He's an unbiased person who listens to two arguments. This judge is now telling, is fighting my ex's case, saying that this is a gift. These things are a gift. How do we not know? I have the receipts have his credit card number on it. The credit card belongs to him. So yes, we do know. With Jennifer currently having custody of the children, while the divorce court procedure is still in progress, is both a blessing and a curse. A blessing because she gets to spend time with her two small boys who need her, but also a curse because she cannot afford childcare and, hence, cannot get a job. So she is finding herself paralyzed and cannot pay for a good lawyer who would help her with her case. She is finding herself in a very tough situation between a rock and a hard place. Yes, divorces are not great. I mean, the problem is not getting the job. The problem is I have to pay somebody to look after my kids. Where's the money to pay for this somebody to look after? Daycare is not cheap. And I have two kids. And when I go to work, you think they give, they care about where my kids are or, you know, 
that I need to, something flexible, they don't care. Nobody cares. When you get married, you basically put all of your eggs in one basket. Jennifer's husband promised her the world to convince her to marry him and then to leave her job, her family, her support system and move to a new country with no income, no family around and two children to take care of. She put all of her hopes in her marriage and, overnight, she found herself in a dire situation. Knowing that her husband makes very good money working for IBM and after more back and forth, the judge finally awarded Jennifer $100 per week, which is just a laughable amount. Yeah, he gave me $100 a week starting from February when I put in the child support. When my lawyer, my, my lawyer was supposed to, he was supposed to do since October. He puts it in in February. So I get from February $100 a week until now. And now I, I get, I'm supposed to get another $100 this week. I got nothing. And I have to keep fighting him now to give me this money. $100 is better than nothing. But, without a lawyer and with her husband doing everything in his power to make her life miserable, Jennifer has to fight to get that small weekly amount from her husband in order to survive with her two children. We were of course touched by Jennifer's story and battle, which is obviously the case with all of our other guests. So, as we were wrapping up our interview, we surprised her by sending her a small amount via Venmo. $1,000 and her reaction was priceless. For a few seconds, hopefully she was able to be happy and hopeful. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. If you were touched by Jennifer's American divorce story and would like to help in any way, please get in touch with us and we will connect you with her. We end Jennifer's story with this little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And see you next week for a new American divorce story.